0: Okay, so welcome back. It's been, uh, it seems like ages since we uh, did the Amunavad. Va'ad. It's just Chanukah, but it seems like much longer. And uh, tonight we're going to learn a major um, yesayat in Amuna and Bitochen that I think I spoke to you about it earlier in the year, or just I alluded to it, but I was looking forward to doing it at Parshas Miketz, but then Parashas Miketz turned into Khanaka, I guess, so we're going to learn it a little bit late, a week or two late, and, um, but it's still, uh, obviously, it's Nagea still with Yisef and everything, so it's, uh, we're still pretty much timely, and it's a timeless uh, base Halevi that we must learn. It's, uh, it's one of the foundations of Bitachin. He quotes a Medrash Rabban Parashas Mikes Ashrei HaGevesh or Hashem Miftache a Pasuk in Tehillim, right at the beginning of Tehillim and Paragimal. the Pasuk seems to be Saisar itself because the Pasuk says, fortunate is the man who puts his trust in Hashem. And the Medrash says, who is that? Who, who, which man are we talking about? Zay Yosef. That's Yasef. Yasef was the quintessential Baal Bittachin. And then the Pasuk continues, al Rahavim, and he did in turn... Towards the arrogant ones, meaning he didn't ask for any help from other people. Sha and this is the medrash jumping in again. Kim zahartani Kartani, because Yosef said to the Saramashkim after he interpreted his dream uh, properly. He says, Do me a favor, please remember me before Parah. When you go back and you're serving Parah again, don't forget about me, remember me. he said that twice. <laughs> so two years were added on to his prison sentence just because he said the word his kartani twice. So it seems to be a stira in the way Chazal are darshing, this very pasagintilim. On one hand it says, Ashrei ha'isheshesh, some of about that's Yasef. Yasef is the Baal Bitochen. If you want to look at, you know, if you're looking up Bitochen in a dictionary, you would see a picture of Yasef. He was the Baal Bitochen. And then, somebody that you shouldn't, this is what you should not do now. You shouldn't look towards other people to help you. Well, that was Yasef. Yasef did that. He went to the Saramashkim and he asked for help. So which one is it? Is Yasef... Is Yosef the poster boy for Bita'chin, or is he the one that did the opposite of what he should, what he should have done? The Rabbim Chakru, says the Beis many people have toiled and tried to examine this medrash, <speaking in Hebrew> what does it mean? If Yosef was so great in Bita'chin, then why would he then uh, be castigated for doing what he did? And here is the Beis Alev. It's a very, very important thing. I think I, I mentioned to you a while ago that there was a year, um, going back, I would say, a good eight, nine years maybe, that we learned a whole year we had Vaden on Bitochen. And it was really about Bitochen versus hishtadlus and after a whole year of, of, of delving deeply into this, and every week we did another, uh, another Marimakim, it didn't really get clearer. It got a little bit more convoluted. It was more, uh, more and more difficult to really know because there's so many shittas across the board about what, is, what does it mean? We know that you have to, we have to have bitachon Hashem, that Hashem gives us parnasa. On the other hand, we're expected to do Heshtadlis. If a person just lies on the couch all day and says, you know, it's up to God to feed me, that's not, that rarely works. It doesn't really happen that way. So there has to be, there's some sort of formula or some sort of balance between Heshtadlis and Bitochen. And the question is, what is that interplay? Why do you need to do Heshtadlis? Why is that important to Hashem? I mean... I don't see any, uh, you know, the the cats outside, the dogs outside. They're not going to law school or medical school in order they get parnasa. Baruch Hashem, people feed them somehow, some way they get fed. The birds get fed. So why can't we make parnasa without doing the that that the animals don't have to do? We're no different than animals, I guess. And that's a very good question. The the simple answer is that hishta'elus is necessary. Um, for, for many different reasons, either as part of the klala of Adam and Chava, when they ate from the hadas you you're only going to be able to eat by the sweat of your brow. You're going to have to work. You do some mishtadlis. So some say it's like a knas, that it's a fine, that you, really, you, you don't really have to work. You could theoretically lie on your couch and Hashem should take care of you, but... This is the way Hashem made the bria because it's a knas. You weren't you, we, we sinned with the eitz adas, so there's a knas. Other people say uh, it's actually a chiyuv to work. You're supposed to build up the world. There's many, many different uh, reasons. The mechtamelio speaks about it at length. But of the whole year, whatever we did, I think that to me personally, this space Levi was the most soothing. It was the most. To me personally, I just understood it. I appreciate what the Beis Levy said. So it's exciting to me for me to learn it again with you and hazard it over this great Yusite of the Beis Levy. Listen to what he says. He says, The Torah allows the person to do a shtadlis. You want to be able to uh, make a parnasa, So the Torah says, Fine. Go out, get a job, go to go to graduate school, go into you know a business and and, and make a parnasah. like the Pasik says, Ube Hashem will bless you in whatever you do. You you take you make a choice, make a career choice, and you go for it, Hashem will bless you. You have to go and gather in your grains, Vsi the Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion, as opposed to that you're not supposed to just sit and, and not work, you're supposed to work. And whoever works, it works out for them. Those people that felt that they didn't have to work and they could just learn all day, many people tried that it didn't work. So the basic way that Claudius Yisrael are expected to be naig for whatever reason is that you're supposed to do ishtadlis, or you may do ishtadlis. Now, what's the point of ishtadlis? ikra here's the Basalevi's um hypothesis. Basically, a person is expected to be calm. Hu does not want neurotic people. Hakadosh Hu does not want us to be tense and nervous and like always on spielkes. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be to be very very chilled. There is a recognition that the Torah gives that not everybody is able to have that perfect bitachon. If I would have perfect bitachon, I would never be nervous. I know that the bills are coming in, the mortgage is coming in, and the you know the, the insurance and the food bill and the credit card bill is coming in. So I, it makes me nervous. But if I have to completely be, completely b'tachan be Hashem that Hashem is the one that's the firing, so He's taking care of everything. I would not be nervous. The problem is that I am nervous. So as much as I wish that I was this chazanish uh, or uh, you know one of these great kedalim that had zero zero. Um, concern about, about in Yonah Da'alma, they're just like, alright, Hashem, you know, those people that you see that are mamish, always with Hashem, they believe in Him so strongly that there's never any issue, they're never nervous, they never break a sweat over where the money is going to come from. But not everybody is like that. Unfortunately, the reality is that there are people that are like that, but there are many people that are, that are not like that. The Alkane. And because the Torah understands that, the Torah doesn't say, okay, you're a sheik, it's for not having full bitachin. I mean, now you're going to pay the price. The Torah, the Torah understands we're human. The Torah understands that we need, uh, we need some soothing, we need, we need to be able to to feel like we're doing some something in order to make the bitachin The Alkein Huter Loi HaHishtadlus, the Torah permits us to do shtad. it's not a knas, it's like, okay, we're finding you really, you know, because... Of the cheta Admarisha, and you're getting fine. It's not, it's a hetter. If I do go for let's if let's say I open up a store, okay, whatever I'm sums, I open a grocery store. And now that I have a grocery store, now the money is coming in, cash register is filling up, and I'm, uh, I'm making parnassa. Now I feel good about myself because I'm doing something. And now I'm able to pay my bills. Now, who's really the one paying my bills? Hashem is. But I'm not there yet to really believe that fully. I know A part of me does believe that, of course. And we all will preach about it day and night. But le'maisa, at the end of the month, when the bills are due, if I'm not doing some ishtadlis, I'm going to be nervous. Just to sit around and say, you know, and to Davin and say, Hashem, please, I really need the money. It's not... It's not enough for us. We're not on that madrega that we'd feel, we'd, we would still feel very tense. HaKadosh Baruch does not want us to be tense. And he realizes that we're humans and we have, uh, we have this anxiety about, about money, about finances, about how we're going to make ends meet. And that if we just do nothing all day and wait for the money to come in somehow, some way, that's not really, it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be really tense for me. I'm not going to be myself. I'm not going to be nice to my wife. I'm not going to be nice to my kids. I'm going to be be you know very short-tempered because you know because I'm nervous. So Hashem wants me to not be nervous. Hashem at the same time wants me to build my my muscles slowly slowly and recognizing that they're not fully developed yet. Hashem says, okay, fine, so here, t- open a store, go to medical school, go to law school, go become an accountant, and you know that way you'll at least feel like you're going through the motions of doing something that seems to be making the money. Obviously, in the back of my mind, I realize that Hashem is giving me the money, but I need to do something in order to calm and soothe my, my inner nervousness. That's why everybody has to figure out a malacha to do, the ASIC or a business, so that it's easier, it's more relaxing, it's more natural to trust in Hashem. Here's a great example. The Gemara says that a person, of course, should try to learn Torah L'Shema. What does that mean, Torah L'Shema? That's a huge discussion. You have to see the Nefesh about that. But whatever it means, let's say the simple interpretation of it is that I'm learning Torah for the sake of Torah. I just—I'm not learning for to be a rebbe. I'm not learning to get smicha. I'm not learning to be a rab, I'm Not learning to get kavit to be called a masmid. I'm learning for the sake of learning. I'd be learning if I was in a, on a desert island. I'd also be sitting and learning just for the sake of learning. Now I'm not holding there yet. That's a big ask. I, I can't. I'm not there. I, I so I need a little carrot. I need something that will allow me to uh, to learn, you know, Lishmah, But in the meantime. I need some, I need a, I need software cards to get me there. I need a little covet to get me there. That's fine. The Gemara says, you should, then, go learn Shalay With the understanding that, eventually, if you start out learning Shalay eventually, we could take the training wheels off your bike and now you'll be able to ride uh, alone. But up until that point, until you get. Used to learning Lishma, you have to learn Shalai there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine, it's good. So, if that's true, that means that how much Shishtadlis is necessary? If I had asked you before we learned the base levy, how much Shishtadlis you have to do, you probably would say, I don't know, you know, like the Mechtemilio the, says, you need enough established that it looks from outside, people that are looking at you say, okay, I know, I know how he's making bainas, he's, uh, you know, he's an actuary, or he's, uh, he's a rabbi, whatever. Something that in a natural way, you sort of can make a, you know, if, if I, if I do my ishtados three minutes a day, I, uh, you know, I decide to tutor, but I'm only giving three minutes a day to tutoring. And then that's not enough ishtados. You know why? Because people looking at you are not going to be fooled into thinking that it has to look like it's sort of a derichateva, that you're able to get parnassa in a natural, worldly sort of way. That's how some learn. Now that we learn the base HaLevi, it's a different outlook on what Heshtadlis is. How much Heshtadlis do I need? I don't care about what other people, you know, say about me. I need enough Heshtadlis that I feel comfortable, that I'm able to function in a normal, calm, relaxed manner. That's the degree of Ishtad. Now, how much does that take? It's up to you. You know, if you're able to feel comfortable, you know, earning... A, you know, X number of dollars, and and, and at that point I'm feeling like I, I'm doing my eshtadlis, that's enough eshtadlis. If you need more, you have to do more. You need less, less. But it's a sliding scale based on your own degree of comfort, on your own level of comfort. If you can come to a feeling that I'm trusting in Hashem with a little work, if I'm doing more than that, Lazah shir kvar yekshav lelachat negamidas habitah, and that's already a considered a khat, a sin. Vizaviv bitachen ki harbe ki laloch acher yistalus lebatach because you did too much yistalus. You should have habitachen. Umisha bitchena adayin katan mishal Khaber, Let's say my ability to trust in Hashem is very small relative to you. Then the tire would allow me to, for the time being, until I work and build those bitachan uh, muscles, I'll, I'll be able to work more at until I'm able to have more and more bitachan Hashem. The goal is to have the ultimate level of bitachan, but there's the recognition that we're human and we're, we're, we're tense, we're, we're nervous about Parnassus. So, okay, so you have to figure out the minimum amount of established that you need to do to feel that you're doing your job as to be to yourself and your family. How much is that? It's up to you. It's, it's basically, you have to, it's very easy to figure out. Because if you feel that, you know, I only need, let's say, to work five hours a day and that's enough ishtadlis, with that I have a comfort level that I'm doing enough, and the rest I'll rely on Hashem, then that's your, that's your amount of ishtadlis. If you do seven hours a day, that's achet, that's too much ishtadlis, you should have relied more on Hashem. You have the ability to rely on Hashem after five hours. If you're doing too little, that's going to make you nervous, that's not good either, until, until you build up more strength in this department, then you should. so you have to figure out, it's a very subjective shear that he's giving us. Ti iker bakhinas bitachenhu hashkatas rucha. This is like the the line, I think, if you'd wanna under underline one line in this baseline. But I think this is w this will be it. Ti ikr bakinas bitachenhu. What is bikina what's the bikina bitachin? What is bitachin all about? Hashkatas rucha evolibai. It's to settle your spirit and your heart. Lahashlachal Hashem Yhbah to throw on Hashem your burden of life. Um, and somebody that does more Hishtadlas, <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem is going to make you need more time in order to earn your Parnassal. That's your Einish. <speaking in Hebrew> Now, this is of Yasef. Now getting back to our madrash. What what did Yasef do wrong? What did Yasef do? He was doing Ishtadlis. I thought Ishtadlis is mutter. Is it such a big shear of Ishtadlis that he did? What did you do? He said to Saramashkum, do me a favor and remember me before Parai? That seems to be a pretty pretty small amount of Ishtadlis. He didn't like go and like tie a huge ribbon on his on his head and say, you know, remember me, or he just says "Kim z'chartain. Okay, he said it twice. So sue him. That's that's such a big deal for Yosef. Why are we two years in the slammer for, for saying doing a minimal shir of v'shtalas? Why is that such a? Why was he so punished? It's it's a crazy punishment that he got. So he says as follows, based on his insight, it's very understandable. ain by dibor echad b'fakirah Yosef ki min Yosef understood that the saramashkim and this whole story was in order for him to be released from jail. So, kancha. He uh, wasn't really asking. He kartani al it as like a future vision. he wasn't really asking. He was saying it as like a future vision. I'll tell you what's going to happen to you. You're going to go back on your post. You're going to get your job back as a Sarah You're going to get back your official title and your position like you had. You the Varecha Kivan nanash and since we see that Yosef was punished even for this, it's the smallest year of talas. Think about it. what less could a person do? Yosef knew Bavour that this would happen. he knew that he that his whole being reinstated that the that the Saramashkin getting his job back was all hinged on remembering him to power, and he didn't. He didn't do something. He just says, remember me. And he said it twice. But he he didn't do anything extreme. He was doing a very basic shir vishad. And yet, what happened? He got very punished. He got two years extra in jail. What do we see from there? From there we see what the madrega of Yesev must have been in terms of bitachem. Because again, the shir vishad that you're allowed to have is only based on, it's relative to your, to your level of bitachin. As your bitachin gets greater and greater, your eshtadlis must get less and less. The only reason why you're allowed to have more eshtadlis is because your bitachin is on a lower, a lower madrega. So for the time being, you need to do more eshtadlis in order to feel calm. But as your bitachin is greater and greater, your eshtadlis must go down. If you're being punished for the eshtadlis that you do albeit the smallest degree of ishtadlus, what must that say about Yasef? That he was like a perfect Baal bitachin. His Bitochem was so high and so pure that even the slightest infraction of, of too much ishtadlus of the most uh, fragile, delicate, microscopic type of ishtadlus was something. It, it, it registered on the radar. For us, if we would say his Kartani, that would be too little ishtadlus. That wouldn't be enough. We would have to like, try to go and, and you know, get people that know the president to get a reprieve and this and that, and to do all these types of things and then a million other things. His Kartani, just to say to someone, do me a favor, mention me, that's a, that would be a problem. No, for us it wouldn't be a problem. We should probably be doing more ishdavas because that's not because we have to be, try to calm our fears and see that we're doing what we can to be functional. But Yosef Hatzadik was on such a high madrega bitachen that for him, he really his bitachen was so great that his Ishtadlis had to be like almost zero. The closest to nothing was what he needed in terms of Ishtadlis. Now that he did extra, he said his karatani and he said it twice. That was a tremendous. That was considered an einish. That was considered an einish um, achet, and that he required uh, to be punished for. So the kivon shirayin and nachus yis of nanash gamalze hamuchach mizeh the chol kachayah b'tchayne gadol. It must be that Yisus b'tachan was so great at kigamze hamuat lemeiser nachshua. Even that little bit of v'shtalas that he did was considered over and above what was necessary. Umizeh ha'ainish niker gadol b'tchayne. the fact that he was punished so severely shows the madrega b'tachan that he was on. He must have been the perfect Baal Bittachin. Now we understand what the Medrash means. Now we can plug everything back into the pray Lucky is the man who puts all his trust in Hashem. How do we know that? How do we know that Yasef was that quintessential Baal Bittachin? Because of the fact that he, when he did say to the saramashkum, as the Medrash continues, his Kartani, and he said it twice, so he was, he was condemned to stay in jail for another two years. Two years in jail for Ishtadlis? Yeah, because his bitachen was so high that he didn't really need hishtadlis. Hishtadlis is something that Hashem permits us because we don't have enough bitachin yet. But as we get strong in our bitachin, the hishtalis has to go down and down. <speaking in Hebrew> because of the greatness of his level of bitachin, <speaking> <Hebrew> he shouldn't have at all turned towards these uh, emissaries <speaking in Hebrew> even by saying a small amount, even with a diborkal. And I, 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 I love this base HaLevi because I really feel that it gives us a Mahalach in life in terms of what we need and why we have Bitachan why we have Ishtadus rather, and how the interplay between Bitachan and Ishtadus works. It, it, like, and it's so nice to know that Hashem really wants us to be chilled. Hashem wants us to be happy. HaKadosh Baruch is not putting us through obstacle courses of Bitachan and testing us and seeing... Hashem wants us to be normal. The first thing Hashem always wants from us is to be normal, to be calm, to be cool, to be collected. It's normal. I was at a... I was, at a, 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 I was, was like a scholar in residence to Shabbos with my family at a, at, a, at a Hanukkah hotel program. And the person running the program was every... I was sitting... My table was like right next to his table. And... Every minute, literally, another nudnik would come over to him, complain to him, scream at him, you know, like, and his wife was getting very upset, you know, this owner's wife, and, like, people were literally being mabazzing, like, people, you know, come on, you got to get the food out quicker, Like, what's going on, like, but, like, people were really, really not nice to him, and he was, like, just, like, completely chilled, like, the whole time... No one was able to ruffle his feathers. I know him from previous years. He's just like very, he doesn't let things get to him. He doesn't let things get to him. And that's a tremendous madrigo, Because a person, you know, if you're, if you should be like that, you should be able to be very cool and chilled, and that's how Hashem wants. Hashem wants us to be, to be in a good place and, and comfortable in our own skin and, and not let people get to us. But the reality is that for many of us, things do get to us. Life is very stressful. Life has a lot of, a lot of challenges with it, as we, as we know. And we have to realize that HaKadosh the one thing he wants is for us to be relaxed. He doesn't want us to be anxious. He doesn't want us to be nervous. And and when things get us nervous, that means we have to reexamine what we're doing. There's something that we're doing that's wrong. It means that we're not doing enough of something because hopefully if we, you know, if we're if we semi functional, I'm not talking about people that have clinical reasons for, you know, for never being normal. There are people, you know, that there are machlis out there that you just stom, your your nerves are always shot. But sometimes it's it's external um, you know, reasons that people get nervous. And it might be Shidochem make us nervous. It might be Paranassim makes us nervous. Grades might make us nervous. Friendships, different family. Hashem wants us to become. Whatever it takes, there's, generally speaking, there's a solution to every problem. You have to speak to Rabbeim, you have to speak to people that, that you trust that could advise you. But Hashem does not want us to be nervous. That's, the, that's one takeaway from the Beis HaLevi. The second takeaway from the Beis Halevi is that whatever we need to do personally to feel, to feel that we're able to function in life, we're allowed to do that. If, if I know that my Bitaflin is not there yet... So I'm able to, you know, I know that I need to have, make a certain amount of money every year to be, to feel comfortable. So then you're allowed to do that because Hashem was it. that doesn't mean to say that that should be the way we are forever. We, we have to also at the same time, um, you know, sometimes we have to uh, do, uh, do lessish that We have to learn to have more and more be tough in Hashem as life goes on and to, uh, and to sometimes regulate our heishtalas. I remember when I was in college in, uh, in Turo Flatbush years ago, so there was a brilliant professor. He was, uh, a business law professor and he could have, you know, he went to Columbia Law School and he was a really, really sharp guy. And he worked for the city. I mean, he could have been making, you know, crazy amounts of money in a fancy law firm, but he decided he wanted to work for the city. And one time I remember he was talking about his decision. You know, why would he do that? Why wouldn't you want to make, you know, if you could make, uh, I don't know, half a million dollars a year, why would you want to make $75,000 a year? So he says that he didn't go to law school to, make, to become a, a wealthy man. He, he, he liked law, and he wanted to learn... And he felt that with law, he'll be able to, it would be an omniskal of an IKEA. So he decided, he made a decision at one point, I think he may have started out in a, in a fancy law firm, but then after a while, he said, I'm not learning, I'm, le- I'm working crazy hours. I'd rather give up, you know, a lot of money, but at least have a normal life and be able to learn and in like a man, so he took a job with the city. It's paying decent. You know, he's paying most of his bills. I mean, he also had to be a a professor, you know, in in Torah at night. So, I don't know how, but maybe that was later, you know, as his family grew or something. But he made a decision that he wants to do less ishtadlis and have more bitachem nashem. That's what the Beis HaLevi is saying. You could start off, if you feel at first, you know, you want to make big bucks, but then that's okay. If that's what you feel you need to do, you want to you wanna put a down payment on your house, you want to be able to live a certain lifestyle, okay, whatever you want to do that will make you comfortable, do. But as life goes on, and you can have more bitachin Hashem, maybe you have more money in the bank, so it's easier to have more bitachin Hashem now than if you have no money in the bank. So in a perfect world, you'll be able to start like lowering the Yishtadlus, and raising the Bittachen, and, and that's, you know, some people do the opposite. Some people, as life goes on, and their expenses get more, their Bittachen gets less, and now they do more Yishtadlus. But whatever it is, the Beis Halevi is not looking to to judge anybody. The Beis Halevi is basically telling us that you have to use your own discretion in choosing the amount of parnasa, the type of parnasa. And the amount of uh, bitach versus the amount of bitach. And like we said, it's, a, it's like a seesaw or it's a sliding scale. The more bitachen you have, the less ishtadlis that you need. The less bitach you have if you're aware. Listen, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a big ball yet. Okay, so then you have to make more money. And you have to do more ishtadlis. But, but the goal... In life is, okay, Hashem allows you to do it, but that's not the, that shouldn't be the default position, that just because you start out at this level, that that's the way you should die. The, the way that you should be going about it is that if you need to put training wheels on your, on your bike, so you start off with training wheels, but eventually you start taking them off, and then you'll be able to do more uh, have more bitachin and less ishtadlas, more time to learn and to david and to do things that you want to do, spend time with your family, bechule, and, and let, because I trust in Hashem more. I see that Hashem is the one that's fairness to me. I'm not the one that, it's not my brilliance that's making me turn us. Hashem is the one that gives me the opportunities, and just like he, was, he provided for me last year in a generous way, He'll provide for me next year in a generous way. And so maybe this year I'm going to allocate my time a little bit different. I'm going to tell my and I know this is this happens all the time by the way. It's it, there's a lot of people that I know personally that they had opportunities like somebody working for the city and then they were given a tremendous opportunity like an opening happened that they could have like been a I don't know supervisor on a whole department instead of just being one guy in a cubicle on you know working for the city. They had the ability to like really rise to a to a level that they would be in charge of a whole department and their salary would double and the benefits would triple and the, you know, and and it would be be amazing. Everybody would grab at that opportunity and he took a pass. He says, I don't want, right now I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. I don't want, I don't want to put more lachats on myself. I don't want to put more pressure on myself. Sure, I could use a little more money, but like at what cost? I want to be able to feel comfortable. I want to be able, and I, I'm at a level, I found an equilibrium that, that now I'm, I'm doing hishtadlis, I have bitachan, everything is going well, I'm david, I'm, I'm It's like an sign for me, if I would take that, then everything would be, would be messed up now and, and I wouldn't be able to, to function in the way that I want to. Uh, you know, these are Nisianas. When when people are faced with these Nisianas, and especially if you're married and you have children, you have a family to support, it's really tough to turn down some opportunities. And you have to be a giver to do it, and you have to do it with, a, you know, with Das taira advising you and making sure that it's the right thing, and, you know, you're not giving up an opportunity that maybe would be good for you for whatever reason. But this is the site of the Besot Levi, that this, that we know that there's a an Indian of Heshtadlis. Heshtadlis is for our own purpose. It's for our own ability to be normal and to function in life. And it's up to us. It's Hashem is only going to maybe have tightness on us if we do more Heshtadlis than we naturally need. If we, But if we determine that, I no, I need this level of Ishtadlis because otherwise I'm going to be nervous, Hashem understands that. That's fine. But if we do more than more Heshtadlis or less Ishtadlis, that's a problem. But we have to always try to be aware of the proper level of ishtadlis that we need, and we also have to try to constantly graduate from level to level so that eventually we're, we'll be able to wean ourselves away from the need of too much eshtadlis and decrease our ishtadlis and as we're decreasing our ishtadlis, raising the level of our bitachim.